those type of things just really helped me lock in more than ever. It really doesn't matter, but uh, I've been as locked in as I've ever been in my career. Good morning, boys and girls, cats, dogs, Cowboys fans, Eagles fans, Blackhawks fans, whatever you're a fan of, whatever your affiliation is, whatever you are, thanks for listening. We're super glad to have you along. Um, really exciting episode today. Have a lot of, to get into. The big thing right now, breaking news, James Harden to the Nets. We're going to jump into all of it. I'm here with my co-host, Spaz. We're here to dive into all the exciting news. And, and really kind of, you know, give you a break from the norm, give you a break from the ESPN, you know, the garbage news networks that, uh, you know, we're stuck with here. But like I said, the big thing right now, breaking news, James Harden to the Nets. As you know, I'm not the big NBA guy. I'm trying to get into it this year, but I'm going to throw it right to Spaz. Spaz, what's going on here? What, what the hell is going on with the NBA? Yeah, so about five minutes ago, we got word that there is a blockbuster deal. We do not have all the details yet. Uh, personally, I just rolled up the Rockets in a blunt. I'm smoking on them right now. <laughs> it sounds like uh, the Rockets, Nets, Cavs, and Pacers made a four-team blockbuster that is going to result with Victor Oladipo in Houston, James Harden to become a Brooklyn Net, and they're also saying that Karis LeVert will go somewhere. We will find out sooner than later. Obviously, that's a big blow to the Nets team. He averages you know, 13 points a game, but obviously what you join with Harden and gain from him is not just explosive offense and experience, but also the other side of the coin, which is just a terrible defense. This Nets team was already struggling. Karis LeVert, one of the uh, big defensive players on the Nets, did get traded. So, and you join and you uh, combine that with James Harden joining the Nets, you don't really have much of a defense now. But with the explosive offense, I do expect the Nets to become the favorites out the East, possibly the favorites to win it all in the finals. They're going to have a potential starting five of Kyrie, James, KD, Joe Harris, and Jeff Green, and that is huge. We all knew James Harden had a toxic situation in Houston, and he did uh, want to get out of there. But I just want to say, man, I predicted this. I know everyone wanted to say that yeah, James you did. Harden's leaving. That's common knowledge. But I tweeted on the uh, Bad Beats podcast Twitter account four minutes before James Harden was traded. I said, uh, is James Harden – toxic or does he have a point of wanting to leave so i think hopefully i can start a new trend of predicting events happen yeah that would be awesome and and i think you know what the underlying story is here is and a lot of people aren't talking about this but the nba hates me they hate me specifically they did this to spite me again you know the biggest thing is why i kind of got away from the nba for a while was again it was it was Cavs warriors Cavs warriors Cavs warriors every single year year after year i got sick of it i got tired of it and, you know, in the last couple of years, we got a little new taste. We got something new to kind of, you know, wrap our, our teeth into. And and then as soon as that happens, what do we get? We have one powerhouse out of the West with the Lakers, and then we have another powerhouse now out of the East. So it looks like it's going to be Nets, Lakers, Nets, Lakers, Nets, Lakers again. I mean, again, this if you ask me, this trade was specifically to spite me. They don't want me watching their content. They don't want me following the sport. And, you know, so be it. I, I'm I'm a warrior. I'm going to fight through this, and I'm still going to watch. I'm still going to pay attention, but I am a little upset. I'm a little bit upset about, you know, the, the trade here. Again, I think this just creates two super teams, and, you know, we're going to have, you know, the, these two teams going back at it and really kind of segueing into, you know, what a lot of people have been complaining about in college football is kind of the same thing. I mean, how many times do we see Alabama, 
Clemson, Ohio State. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. You know, the same teams over and over. And speaking of which, we just had the national championship on Monday. It is currently Wednesday. And, you know, it was just – it was one of those games. I mean, it was just one of those games. It was fun for 10 minutes of it, and then Alabama rolled them. I mean, do you see any hope in the future of college college football returning to its glory days when different teams would play for national championships? No, not until Nick Saban is out of Alabama and not and honestly out of college football. Dabo Sweeney's not really that big of a problem. I think I like to think that he got lucky with, you know, Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, but until Saban leaves, that's not gonna happen. You know, you gotta keep in mind he's the first college coach in football history to win a natty in three different decades. Every single recruit that has came to Alabama under Nick Saban has won a national title. He has been to seven – excuse me, he's won seven of the last 16 college seasons. He's won the Natty. The other 129 current head coaches combined have six national titles. It's just absurd. It really is. I mean, you know, I would like to see college football go back to any man's game, but I also think they would have to expand the playoffs – but at the same time, what's the point of expanding the playoffs to see, you know, an eight-seed Cincinnati get blown out to Alabama? It just really does show their yeah. dominance. Yeah, and again, I mean, you know, you're, we're obviously witnessing greatness here with Alabama being – I mean, I don't think there's any que- question really in the last 10 years this has been the greatest football team to ever exist. I don't think anyone can really even argue that. But, again, it's just one of those things like, okay, you expand the playoff, it's still going to come down to Alabama and whoever else. And so, I, you know, I don't know that expanding the playoffs does a lot. I don't know what you can do at this point. You know, there's been talk about, you know, capping how many recruits you, five-star recruits you can get, which, you know, that's a whole different thing with, you know, obviously logistics and, and things like that. So I, I don't see that happening. I think we're just going to have to let this Alabama train probably win three, four, five more of these, and then maybe, you know, we'll move on. Hopefully we'll go back to the NFL. But Most definitely. I think the, the biggest uh... – thing that I took away from the college football national championships, not only Mac Jones's performance, you know, four touchdowns in just the first half, but I think Devontae Smith really stole the light. Everyone had his, their eye on him because he was a Heisman, but I, as an Eagles fan, was optimistic that we could take him at six, but now I'm under the impression the Jets are going to take him at number two. If I'm an NFL scout right now, all my eyes are on that team from Najee Harris to Mac Jones to Devontae Smith to all the other names. But uh, Mac Jones also, did he make a case for being the best quarterback in this class? Everyone wants to slurp Tua, or excuse me, Trevor Lawrence. But is Mac Jones better than Trevor Lawrence? No, I mean, I think there's, there's no question at all that it's, you know, Trevor Lawrence, and then even behind that's Justin Fields. One thing I didn't know is, is you know, Mac Jones, he's a chonk. He's a big guy. He's definitely a chunky guy. And that kind of makes me think, I think this guy would be a great fit in Pittsburgh. I think he's the next Steelers quarterback. We have Big Ben on his way out. You got Big Mac. You know, we got Big Mac. I love. I, you know what? This is perfect. This works out too perfect. Big Ben to Big Mac. I mean, this is money. I'm calling it right now. If this happens, then we're gonna we're gonna revisit this and we're gonna look at it and say, you know what? This this just was the right fit. It was the right fit. Big Ben gonna pass the pass the throne off to uh, Big Mac, and then you know we're gonna see a couple more championships for the Steelers there. And not only that, but I mean Pittsburgh is a you know, it's a city of food. It's a city of burgers. It's a city of just, you know, blue collared people. And I think it's just going to be a great place for him to play. He's going to pick up some more weight. He's going to look great in a Steelers outfit. People are going to, people are going to get confused whether it's Mac Jones or big Ben back there (laughs) still. So I I think it's a great look for the Steelers and I think they will pick him up. Um, But again, shifting over to the NFL here, we had a big week in the playoffs. 
and even bigger, at least on uh, on my end here, if you recall from last episode, you know, we had our, our little friendly wager. And just to kind of give the listeners an update here, it was an absolute route for the first week. Favor me, um, not to brag or anything, but I went four one and one in the in the six games that happened last weekend. And Shrand, or I'm sorry, Spaz went one four and one to kind of you know bring it in. And again, it was it was a wonky week. Obviously, this is one of those things. No one expected the Browns to blow out the Steelers like that. So again, it was a wonky week. But I officially go up three games on you as we head into the next week, and we'll jump into the next week's games moving forward. But I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. I mean, have you given up yet? Is this, do you think you're behind too much early here? Man, this is what I get for taking all of the favorites. The underdogs I saw this weekend had a crazy stat. Don't even know what the fucking stat is. I'm smoking on James Harden right now. But uh, just to say that the underdogs did all show out this weekend. Did anyone expect that Browns game to go the way it did? Big Ben still put up 500 yards. I'm, I'm not confident yeah. now. I don't know anything can happen. I don't know what to expect this weekend. I am scared to answer your question. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, even at sitting at 401 and one this weekend, I'm still, it's still like, I mean, geez, what's going to happen? I mean, we had Jared Goff coming back from thumb surgery and he looked absolutely horrible, but they still won the game. They still beat the Seahawks. And again, the Browns, I think the Browns was obviously the biggest surprise to a lot of people. Um, again, you know, Buccaneers, they actually pushed over, um, over the, uh, the Washington football team, or as the Redskins, as you racists call it. Um, and I think that was kind of predictable. It was kind of a backdoor push by Washington, but again, really, it's just one of those things that, you know, we kind of all saw that one coming. Saints game was absolute, you know, boring. You know, we didn't have a ton of other really exciting games. So what was your favorite again, game? I, my favorite game, it, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I liked the Steelers game just because, you know, the Steelers go down 28 nothing, And then they did storm back pretty good. I mean, there was never a point up until late into the fourth where it's like this game is officially over. So I kind of give him credit for that. And you had Kevin um, obviously, you know, in his basement, you know, not even be able to coach. He said his stream was – he was using a legal stream service like the rest of us. His stream was 30 yeah, seconds behind his kids upstairs. He knew from the opening drive that a big play happened because he could hear his kids jumping upstairs. And on the other side of that coin, if you're the Steelers, if you're Mike Tomlin, what do you tell Juju at this point? He's became a meme. He's been cursing the team. He's been lo- dancing on their logos, just shitting on their opponents. What do you tell Juju? I mean, Juju, I, I I love the guy, but I mean, geez, he's just one of those guys that's just he's he's a child out there. And again, I, I absolutely love Juju. I think he's a great player. I think he gets the job done. But again, when it comes to times like this, you just you kind of shut your mouth and you let, you know, you let the plane do the talking, as a lot of these you know veterans know. And he'll pick up that when he gets older and as kind of he spends more time in the league. Did you see his room? Um, so Did you see I'm, that viral picture going around in his Snapchat story? It literally looked like a 17 year old girl's room. He had a bunch of Christmas. Fights. I did see that. Yeah. Again, I think he. I think he's a young. He's young at heart. He's a, he's a child, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm a child. I, I don't have lights in my room like that, but I am <laughs> a child still. But again, he'll grow out of that, I think. And uh, you know, you look for the Steelers if they end up getting Mac Jones and these young wide receivers. You know, you look for them to be good in the next couple of years. At least I think so. I mean, this Steelers team, they're not done. They're a great franchise. They'll bounce back. Um, but other than that, again pretty up and down weekend as far as uh you know the nfl playoffs went again i'm officially up three games as we stand right now obviously a lot of time left big weekend this weekend um as far as nfl picks go but again we'll jump into that here in the next podcast 
Is there anything else on the NFL side of the ball that you want to yeah, talk about? Yeah, I just about? want a yes or no answer. Gun to your head. Obviously, you said we're going to get into the picks uh, with our next podcast. But gun to your head, do you give this Browns team any chance against the Chiefs? Yes or no? Nope. Zero. Zero chance. This is going to be a blowout of epic proportions. Again, I mean, the, the Browns got lucky to go up 28 nothing. There was a lot of miscues by the Steelers, bad passes, fumbles, stuff like that. They go up 28 nothing and damn near blow that game. I got Chiefs by about 400 here. What about yeah, you? Yeah, same. But uh, last thing I had to say about the NFL was Doug Peterson finally out of Philly. As you guys know, I'm an Eagles fan. I fucking hated the guy. Everyone wanted to say, oh, well, he won you guys a Super Bowl in his second year. You know, he should get a leash. You play to win football. I would not let Doug Peterson coach my youth football team. This guy is a disaster. He lost respect from the locker room. It was going to be him or wins traded. He got fired, and rightfully so. Everyone wants to say, oh, well, you know, he tanked that team because ownership told him to. No. If he would have tanked, you exactly. If he would have tanked, he wouldn't have been fired. Simple as that. I see Eagles fans on Twitter saying, oh, he wins the Super Bowl. Three years later, he's fired. That person doesn't watch football. You play to win the game. Yeah, it's not about it's, – it's the old saying. You know, it's not about what you have done. It's what, you, what have you done for me lately. And obviously, Doug Peterson, he just hasn't been there. He hasn't been the TMZ guy lately. Reported, so TMZ I, reported that the Eagles players had to be held back from him after he pulled Jalen Hurts out of that yeah, game. See, that, that's a toxic situation. And this now raises the question, obviously, you being the Eagles fan – does Wentz stay? Does Wentz stay, and is Wentz still going to be an Eagle here? Does he get that starting job back? What does it look like for See, him? See, forever I was thinking that Carson Wentz was going to go to Frank Reich, but now that Doug is out, I think he stays. And I do think there's a quarterback controversy battle for the starter. But uh, I could see someone like a Ryan Day getting hired. As much as I hate the Big Ten, I got to give him his credit. Uh, but Eagles are interviewing a few people. We're, we might be interested in – the enemy, we got a, a couple in-house positions that might be promoted a head coach, but I'm not worried about that. I do think Carson Wentz stays. I would like Jalen Hurts to be the starter, but we'll see uh, how it all goes. And Deshaun Watson, you know, he wants to get traded. Some are saying he's going to get traded for Tua straight up. Oh, and uh, their draft pick back that uh, Miami gave to – excuse me, that Texas gave to Miami, uh, they want – Deshaun Watson in Miami, and then they came out with reports this morning that the Miami locker room was talking shit about Tua, saying he's not fit to be quarterback. So there's just a lot of drama in the Jeez. NFL with quarterbacks. We're going to see what's going on. It's going to be a crazy playoffs and offseason. No, absolutely. It's going to be it's going to be crazy. I mean, personally, I think Deshaun Watson, I mean, this guy would be the perfect fit in Chicago. He'd be a great fit in Dallas as well, but I think you know, you get this guy in Chicago. Chicago is a Super Bowl team. They just need quarterback help. They have some good wide receivers. They have a good running back. They have a great defense. They have a pretty good coaching staff as well. Obviously, I know not, not a lot of people are happy with Mitch Nagy, but again, that's a team. You get a guy like Deshaun Watson on that team, I think they run. I think they make a deep run into the playoffs, and that's exactly what I'm going to do if I'm, you know, the GM or the owner of, uh, of the Bears. I'm going after this guy, but obviously time will tell. I know that's on the table for a lot of people. The, really, the last big story was Belichick, Bill Belichick of the Patriots, declined the Medal of Freedom Award from President Trump. And, uh, you know, this has got some people talking. Obviously, Belichick and Trump are boys. 
you know, what's going on here. There seems to be a lot of people turning their backs on Trump right now. Again, this isn't a politics thing. This isn't a political podcast. So I don't want to jump. Yeah, too you much know, into my it, stance, you know, my but... stance, keep politics out of sports. I will always do that. I encourage others. That's why I don't watch garbage ass ESPN or I don't care what your political views are. Yeah. Don't fucking have them in sports. I'm all for player empowerment and, you know, using their platform. But as far as fans and the media go, keep that shit out of sports. That's just like golf. Uh, the PGA Tour is going to stop doing some of their events. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know what I don't know what the hell they're thinking with that. I mean, again, it's just one of those things. It's keep politics out of sports. But not only that, but you look at the PGA's demographic for people. You look at who plays golf. It's rich, old, white men. And then you see that they're going to be taking the, the PGA Championship out of the Trump course. I mean, this is going to upset a lot of these old white men. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it, it's not a good look for golf. And I think this is going to be one of those things that it's just keep politics out of, out of sports. And I know some people are going to say golf's not a sport, but just just keep <laughs> politics away. I mean, it's just one of those things. No one wants to see it. No one wants to hear about it. We get away. We, we you know, pay attention to this stuff as, uh, you know, a way for us to get away. So, I don't know. What do you think? 100% agree. But moving on to college basketball, I've been saying this for a while now, maybe two, three weeks, finally coming to terms after this weekend that, yes, Texas is for real. Texas is back. And, no, I'm not talking about college football. I'm talking about college basketball. This Texas team is for real. After what they just did uh, Saturday against my press, Virginia, and Bob Huggins, not really a West Virginia fan, but I got some money on them to win it all this year. They beat West Virginia, They, which was ranked 13. They beat a number six Kansas team last week. They barely lost to a number three Villanova team. They beat UNC this year. They beat Indiana heavily. This team's for real. They uh, uh, are scheduled to play Texas Tech tonight. Texas Tech is ranked 15. Obviously, that's a in-state rival. But I, I think right now, if you got some money to bet college basketball future, who you think will win it all, Sprinkle a little bit on Texas. You guys know I've been preaching Iowa and Illinois, but I really like this Texas team. Yeah, see, I'm kind of – I'm torn yet. I mean, I'm, I'm not really sure what to think. You know, again, we have a team like Texas. They, they've blown out Kansas. They've beat Iowa State. They've beat West Virginia. They've beat Oklahoma State. They've beat a lot of really good teams. But then I also look at it, too, and it's like, well – you know, are these teams really that good? Unfortunately, they got postponed against Baylor. That would have really showed if they're if they're kind of worth one of those, you know, really good looks at. But obviously that game was postponed. They did end up losing to Villanova, which is their lone loss. And then also, too, they beat a North Carolina team by two points. And North Carolina has been struggling this year. But again, it, it, they're one of those teams that I, I could see them doing well come down the stretch, but I, I don't know. I mean, I think this is going to be a good, uh, a good sign. If, if this is going to, if they could win this game against Texas tech, I think we're going to see, Hey, you know what? They could make a run. Obviously if they lose here tonight, I don't know, maybe we take a step back, but the, the one team that I have to admit, I'm going to eat my words on. And I was so wrong about is, is the Michigan Wolverines. I mean, when we started this, you know, back in, I mean, geez, it was probably back in October, even when we were looking at the first, you know, preseason polls, I saw Michigan at it was I believe it was at 25 and I said there's no way that Michigan's going to be ranked by the time this thing's over with and Michigan right now is 7th and I mean they are if you ask me they're the best team in all of basketball right now and I could be eating my words here again but let's just take a quick look at some of their games here again 7th ranked Michigan they just absolutely bodied Wisconsin by 20 plus points number 9 Wisconsin that is they also bodied Minnesota by 20 plus points as well 
Um, again, they're just they're they're winning these games going away. We have against Ball State again, obviously not a great team. They win by thirty. UCF they win by twenty. Penn State they win by they won by four against Penn State, but again, Penn State is a great team. I don't know. I just see Michigan as one of those teams right now. They're a hot team. I don't know. What do you think about Michigan I really like this year? That Franz or Franz Wagner kid uh, from Germany. He's going to be an NBA prospect. Back if I'm not uh, mistaken, he's like six ten. 225 pounds. That guy's for real. And I think this Michigan team plays a lot under Jawan Howard as a team. I think he's a really likable guy. He's very charismatic. He reminds me a lot of Penny Hardaway in the sense that they both share a couple similarities. Both their second year in a f- coaching uh, for college basketball, officially their first recruiting class, went number one. And Jawan Howard was a very likable guy. Uh, the Fab Five days obviously had a lot of meaning to the state of Michigan and their fans, but I like how this team's playing. But you already know that I was my favorite out of the Big Ten, and I was my favorite to win it all, if not Illinois. Both those teams are better than Michigan, in my opinion. They're eleven to zero, but they're going to get exposed. Yeah, and I mean, again, I think you know when we look at the Big Ten, we look at a team like Iowa, we look at a team like Michigan. They're for real. I think they're going to be playing tough this year. I'm really excited to see those two teams go head-to-head. But um, this uh, tomorrow, actually, Michigan State's going to travel to Iowa to play Iowa. This isn't one I don't want to sleep on. Again, I know I obviously got my bias for Michigan State, but this is just one of those matchups that, you know, Michigan State could get hot here. They could make a run at Iowa. I think we're going to have another good look at it to see if Iowa is that team this year. So definitely something to keep an eye out for um, tomorrow. But – Really kind of, you know, moving the, moving the, I guess, the ball along here. You know, I wanted to jump over to the NHL just because, obviously, again, NHL's returning today. Um, a lot of good games today, a lot of good games tomorrow. We are officially back. The NHL is officially back. I know a lot of you might not care. A lot of you probably really care. Uh, it, it's going to be a weird season. There's going to be no fans in because, obviously, it's going to be inside. They're doing a lot of really fun things, though. There's going to be some Lake Tahoe games where they're playing completely outside. I don't even know if there's going to be fans there. But it's essentially like uh, it's almost kind of like a like an up north retreat where you're kind of playing with the boys on the ice. It's kind of a really cool setup. So I'm excited to see that. But the big things for today, um, again, I believe there. Yeah, let me just double check. Yeah, there's five. So there's five matchups today. Um, Really, some of the big ones that I like to look at here is Montreal going to Toronto. I really like the Leafs in this one. And not only do I like the Leafs in this one, I like the Leafs to be a really good team this year. Again, they, they had some key pickups in the offseason. I think Austin Matthews is going to be back. Tavares, again, th- there's a really good team there in Toronto, and I think they could make a run at the Cup. Same thing with Edmonton. Obviously, they have, you know, the, the, the GOAT, if you will, with Connor McDavid. Obviously, they could make a run. And then also, too, the Avalanche. I think the Avalanche, the Oilers, and the Leafs are all going to win today, and I think those are three teams that are going to make a run pretty deep into the season, into the playoffs. But um, other than that, you know, we'll kind of see how this thing plays out. We'll see if maybe they start allowing some fans back. Hopefully they do. Hopefully NHL is going to be exciting like it always is. And, uh, you know, we'll kind of go from there. What about you? I mean, is there anything that you see in the NHL that you really want to talk about? I'm really looking forward to seeing Connor McDavid and that Oilers team play this season. Also, I want to see what the Avalanche do. Uh, last year, if I'm not mistaken, they started out pretty hot. I don't know enough to say uh, any future predictions, but I need to ask you for the viewer purposes. If you, if a viewer asks you, hey, I got $100, I want to put $50 on two teams today to win the finals, uh, the cup, Stanley Cup, who do you put it on? 
Oh, great question. I, I would have to go, I mean, one, you got to go with the Lightning. The Lightning are still great. They didn't really lose many people. They, obviously, they won it last year. I think getting over that hump, too, they kind of realize that they can get this thing done. I think they have a, probably the best chance to get it done again. But personally, I, I don't know. I mean, I, there's something about the Leafs that I really like. I don't know what the odds are on the Leafs, but I guarantee you probably get some good odds there on the Leafs. But again, first is going to be the Lightning. Second is going to be the Leafs with some value there. So those are my two teams. Hopefully, you know, when we revisit this thing back in, uh, you know, in July, we can look back at it and I can say hey, I was right and you guys could have made some money. But you never know. Again, it, it's really early in the season. I kind of like to wait a little bit, kind of see how teams are playing, at least through the first couple weeks, and then jump into it. But I got to ask you the same question. I know it's it's one of those things. It's a weird season. But if you had to pick, let's just say one Tampa team. Tampa Bay Lightning, easy. Yeah, I think the Lightning are definitely the overwhelming favorite. But it's going to be a great season. It's going to be a good year for sports. It's going to be, you know, 2021. We're ready to have some fans back in the stands. We're ready to get this thing rolling again. Hopefully no delays, no postponements. Fingers crossed on anything like that. Is there anything else you want no, to add to the all, episode? Uh, I got to say it, but you guys know my famous saying, if you have a dollar in your name, I don't care if you're homeless, hungry, what's going on. Even if you have a dollar in your name, bet smart, bet to win, do a crazy parlay, bet safe, bet responsibly out there. Keep uh, getting fucked up. though. Make sure you watch all the games. It's going to be an interesting weekend. And we'll have a follow-up podcast this week before the playoffs to give our predictions. Oh, and fucking follow motherfuckers. The yep, description absolutely. will be the link will be in the description. My bad. I was smoking on James Harden all upset. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I mean, it really, I just leave you, you know, follow us, follow us on the social media. You know, we're, we're building up our TikTok too. I don't know if we're ready to expose the TikTok yet, but we got some big things planned with TikTok. So just again, follow us on social media, bet everything you got, make some money and have fun with it. Peace out, guys. Thank you.